Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, the podcast channel created by the Outstanding Society to share and celebrate best practice whilst raising the profile of the social care sector. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company and membership is free to all, not just those who have achieved an outstanding rating. If you would like to join, please visit our website or follow the links in this episode. In this episode, we'll be hearing from Julie and Catherine from HC1 and Amanda from the Wellbeing Collective about shared learning and the success of their cultural improvement project. Welcome to this episode of Care Insights with the Outstanding Society. We've got Julie, Catherine and Amanda joining us today. Julie, can I start by asking you to introduce yourself and and tell us a bit about your role within HC1? Absolutely. Hi, um, I'm Julie Kerry. So I'm Chief Nurse and uh, Director of Quality for HC1. Um, HC1 is a large uh, provider of residential and nursing home across in- homes across England, Scotland, and Wales. Um, and my role is to lead quality, safety, uh, and make sure that we have got the highest possible quality, safe services for our residents. Um, and also, um, uh, obviously leading our kind of nursing and, and clinical workforce. Fantastic. Thanks, Julie. And Catherine, if I can come across to you, please. Yeah. So my name's Catherine Haycock. I am an area director with HC1. So I am responsible for a group of care homes um, where I offer as much support and assistance as I can in terms of leadership, mentorship, Um, support for the residents, support for the teams, quality. Um, So I really kind of have an all-round view of what's happening in those care homes. I'm kind of the bridge between the care homes and the organisation, so I will link in with the people that we need to, but my role is primarily to support those homes. Fantastic. Thanks, Catherine. And Amanda? Hi, um, I'm Amanda Clark. I uh, work for the Wellbeing Collective. I have a long history of working clinically in the NHS as a clinical psychologist. Um, I've been working um, on behalf of the Wellbeing Collective with HC1 over two or three projects in, in the last I guess, a couple of years or so. Um, One of them was about looking at the values of the organisation and using those as a springboard for developing a behavioural framework, which has been implemented. And it was a fantastic piece of work. I got to talk to residents in homes up and down the country, um, as well as staff looking at, you know, how we bring those values to life. And another of the projects I work really closely with Catherine on, which was um, working in one of the homes that was having some difficulties. Fantastic. Thanks, Amanda. And do you mind, for for the benefit of the audience who don't know about the Wellbeing Collective, can you just tell us a bit about the organisation? Absolutely. So we're a small consultancy organisation. We have a range of staff with different backgrounds, mostly in the public sector, but not entirely. Um, We undertake a whole range of different programmes of work with organisations and private companies. Um, including addressing uh, ethnicity, diversion and inclusion work, um, culture change. We do a lot of coaching with individuals. Um, 
dealing with or working with teens on their development and also intervening when they're experiencing some difficulties. So a whole range of different activities. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for sharing that. Julie, if I can come back to you now, we're going to be talking about shared learning. Can, can you tell me at first how you got involved with Amanda and the Wellbeing Collective and a bit about the, the project that we're going to talk about yeah, today? Absolutely. So um, I've spent kind of 30 years uh, mainly working in the NHS, but also in the independent sector. Um, and I've worked with Amy, who's the chief exec from the Wellbeing Collective, over many years, actually, uh, both when she, when Amy was uh, in the NHS and then when she uh, set up the, the Wellbeing Collective. Um, and I've worked alongside the Wellbeing Collective in a number of cultural projects. So uh, those, uh, you know, uh, I, I, in a very wide range of services, so worked uh, with Wellbeing Collective with the child and adolescent mental health services um, where we'd had a number of kind of uh, cultural issues and, and performance issues in order to really get underneath uh, what, what were the barriers and how did we really listen to and engage with those staff. Um, and, um, and I moved to HC1 uh, just over a year and a half ago. So my first, um, uh, I've managed older adult services, but but my first uh, job in in social care and, you know, there are lots of similarities in terms of some of the challenges uh, that we face in social care. And, um, you know, we've got a whole range of 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 homes. We've got some outstanding homes. We've got a lot of homes where I've seen some of the most uh, beautiful nursing practice that I've ever seen in my career. And then we've got a number of homes where they're kind of their performance yo-yos, the culture yo-yos. We go through home managers. We can't quite keep recruitment um, and retention of, of carers. And I think that's a very, very familiar story across um, across the sector. And, you know, we are really good in HC1 at wrapping our arms around those, those homes and putting in plans in place and helping them, uh, you know, improve. But there are that small number of homes where that you know, where we just go round and round that circle, and you know, in that relationship with Catherine as the area director, who was kind of saying, "Look, we've got to try and do something different. We've put a crisis plan in. We've done these other things, but actually, it's not given us the the change that we need, the the the, the sustained improvement." And so we came together as a group of kind of senior managers at, at that time in order to stop and think about what could we do? What could we try and do something different? And it was clear that some of the issues that that, that Catherine really had, uh, 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 really understood very deeply, that they were about uh, about behaviours, they were about uh, values, they were about they were about the culture in the home, really. And so my suggestion was that we uh, worked with an organisation uh, like the Wellbeing Collective to help us do something different. And for me, the real the, the benefit of working with the Wellbeing uh, Collective, which I've done, uh, you know, as I've said on a number of occasions, is about that doing that work in collaboration. Not with me. I'm not in that care home running that care home today. And actually, neither is Catherine. Uh, Catherine's there much more than I am. Uh, but about about actually working and listening with the staff who were there today and Friday night and Sunday morning in order to understand. And, you know, they are always the colleagues in our homes 
are the are the people who understand what the solutions are and let's in, let's work in order to support and empower them to kind of take that action um and that was the approach that i, I you know i i i um been involved with wellbeing collective and had seen that work really well and hence bringing in the wellbeing collective in order to run a uh, run a project in order to, to to help us with that continuous improvement and that driving that improvement around our really understanding uh, the culture and 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 listening to our staff fantastic that that's an amazing overview and and i i love that you said that there's lots of beautiful nursing practice out there too and and also it's around sustained improvement it's not just about quick fixes it's Absolutely. about sustained um if i can come over to you catherine can you tell me a bit about about the care home um that that, that has been working on this project please yeah, absolutely. So the care home in question um, provides a number of different categories of care. It's deep in the heart of the local community. People that live close to there tend to move into the home and the staff that work at the home also tend to live quite locally. So there's a high level of knowledge of each other. This was a team of people who are passionate, kind and caring, who wanted to do the best, but had had significant changes in leadership. Um, they didn't really know what they were expected to do. And I think because of that, they had developed some poor practice. People were dissatisfied. Um, that then transfers into the care that's being provided. There were cliques forming. So there were people gossiping about each other. And really the culture and the behaviors of the team were starting to really negatively impact the care that we were able to provide. Um, as the area director, I could see that and we've been highlighting it. And as Julia um, mentioned, we had tried some other measures, but we'd just not been able to get that level of sustainability. Um, and for me, it was really, really refreshing to be able to reach out to the organization and have Julie, who was fairly new with us at that time, say, let's try something different. Let, let's try this different approach. Um, and I'll be honest, initially, I was a little bit skeptical. I thought, will this work? What will it be like? actually it has transformed that home and I use that word and mean it it has tram it's transformed that home totally that that's absolutely amazing to hear mm -hmm. I think that's such a success story so c can you tell me Catherine a bit about the sort of questions you were looking to to answer and how that relationship with um the the well-being collective first started yeah, so we wanted simply to know how could we make it better? What could we do to to make the, the environment better for the people that worked there? And how could we improve the quality of care that was being provided to the residents? Um, once Julie linked us up with the Wellbeing Collective, we were con connected with um, Amanda and another gentleman called Nick, who was so warm and welcoming, who listened and we felt really understood what we were trying to convey. And that relationship was really important throughout this project that we had respect and trust with each other. Um, and we felt that this was a collaboration that we were doing it together. Um, and that, that was the real difference. We involved the team right from the beginning. This change hasn't been led by the leadership team, which I think we tried to do previously. This change had started from within the, the group at the home, within the group of colleagues who wanted this to happen and just needed some shaping and direction to, to get it to where it needed to be. That's, that's brilliant. How long was the project for? 
it, it was about 12 months altogether. There was different stages. Um, the initial stage was speaking to individual colleagues and asking for their feedback and their views and really trying to capture everybody. Um, you'll know in some care homes, there are always people who are more willing to speak up than others. But for this, it was really important that everybody had the, the opportunity to, to give their views, to speak up and to be heard. Um, Amanda and Nick collaborated with our team around the questions that we wanted to use. And I'm sure Amanda can tell you a little bit more about that um, because the questions were different questions than we'd asked previously, which in turn evoked different responses. Fantastic. Really looking forward to, to hearing about that. And it really sounds like the team actually owned the project as well and were involved from the beginning, which which is fantastic. So, Amanda, if I could come across to you now. So what was it about your approach to working with HC1 and the team? What really made a difference? Well, I think probably Catherine and Julia best to um, ask answer what really made a difference but I think one there are some guiding principles that we work within the wellbeing collective one is um, using a dialogic approach to organizational development which is really about saying if you change the conversation you get a different outcome and so when Catherine says that we went in and we asked different questions to what they might have asked previously, it is about really bringing that dialogic OD approach to life. The, the other thing we also do is very much take an appreciative approach. So, you know, one of the things that people often do when there are problems and challenges is go in and say, tell us about how you understand what the problem is here. Tell us about what the challenges really are. Um, what have you tried to do about it? And what do we need to try next? We don't do that. Um, because actually, as soon as you start talking about things that are really challenging and difficult, there is always the risk that people become defensive. So we went in and asked about what are the good things that happen here? Because actually, wherever you're heading, that's what builds the foundation. It's all the good stuff. And wherever there are problems, it's not that everything's a problem at all. It's that there are some things that are a problem in amongst a whole lot of stuff that actually is working. So really acknowledging that. And I think, you know, if we go in with a sort of a very um diagnostic approach that really focuses on problem solving you get that really kind of negative defensive um state which means that actually you limit people's creativity it's when you get people into that positive uh, more free-flowing state that that actually you get a lot of creativity and what we found was that when you talk to staff a lot of the things they wanted weren't much different to the things that Catherine and Julia are looking to build and we also viewed our Nick and I took the approach that we're not here to fix you at all we are here to support you to make the changes that you want to see um, we also i think the person who's not here who had a, a big part to play in all of this was emma who is part of the um, od team at hc1 and we worked with her as if she was one of our team. In fact, we had a team of three in addition to the wider team of Catherine and all of the staff at the care home. 
and you know she did some of the initial kind of cultural interviews with staff um, we spoke about questions that you might include there so it's really talking about what's what's good about the place the other the other question that we asked which i think and and i know why catherine's smiling it, that that kind of throws people a little bit which is if this home was an animal, what animal would it be and why? Because nobody has a pre-prepared response to that. And you get some really fabulous, much more truthful, cutting right to the core of the issue responses when you ask questions like that. I think I think that is really creative and I, I can see why Catherine was smiling. What a fantastic <laughs> question to ask. Um, I'm just wondering as well, did 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 you, I guess, Catherine, did you hear voices of people that are not normally vocal during the process as well? Absolutely. People felt enabled and supported to speak up and to be heard. Um, we created groups. We brought people together. We gave lots of opportunity for people to participate and to be part of this change process. And we saw some tremendous changes in people, people who initially were sceptical, were not really engaged, by the end, I just got on board and were happy to see the changes that were happening. Um, and some of the methods that, that the Wellbeing Collective used to try and get people to engage were just amazing. It wasn't just about verbal feedback. Um, we did a session where Amanda brought along uh, lots of craft materials, glitter, pipe cleaners, um, sticky back plastic, all different kinds of things. And we asked the team in groups to create what the home would look like if it was at its best. And people laughed and people found it funny. Um, and some people were a little bit apprehensive but you know at the end of it we ended up with some fantastic examples of of how the home would need to be one was um, a group of pipe cleaner men and women all in a circle holding hands working together um, and that was just a fantastic team building experience but it really brought to life what we were there for what the purpose of this was um, yeah so people just engaged and gradually over time started to see that difference and really started to feel it and then wanted to become part of what we were doing that that's amazing and and I'm sure you, you've got some visuals that you can share and you can reflect on I can just see the picture of, of the team holding hands and and being able to reflect on that thank, thank you for sharing that Catherine and I'd like to ask all, all three of you first of all coming to Julie so what successes did you see coming out of the project I mean there are so many successes I think um, the most important um, success was the collaboration and engagement with colleagues on the ground uh, you know and that's down to Catherine and uh, Amanda's uh, uh, leadership uh, uh, and, and absolutely Emma as well and that's really important because that fundamentally delivers the change however there are also some really tangible um, improvements so this is a home that had been requires improvement quite a long time it's now rated as good now that's not just down to to uh, you know this intervention but actually I think it was really important in that improvement journey um, I mean it reduced sickness it reduced uh, uh, um, improved recruitment and retention 
uh, it reduced complaints. You know, so all those performance measures that in a sense, none of that's, you know, that all has an impact, doesn't it, on morale, on cost, on culture. Um, so there were some really tangible, fundamental changes uh, in that service that, that I think this piece of work contributed to. Um, I think the other thing that was really important was about um, some learning for the wider organisation. But I think there was some scepticism about, oh, no, you just go in and you put a crisis plan in place and uh, and you, and that will resolve. But actually, I think, um, the you know, one of the really positive things about H1 is uh, uh, is there uh, is the organisation's ability to let us try things. And it might not have worked, but actually um, the, it's really important that there is a sense that, that the whole executive team and the whole kind of management team was really supportive um, of us trying something different. And we did get some really positive outcomes. So that always, always, uh, always helps. Um, and that we are trying to use this approach. So one of the things uh, that we that we also did was um, uh, Amanda talked about Emma from our organisational development team, but also um people from our from our human resources team our people's team as well and helping them to understand how they can have these skills and because no, you know that none of this stuff is rocket science but it does it does need a different approach it needs courage it needs confidence and some skill in terms of how that's delivered particularly around the coaching but what we're now trying to do is because obviously we, you know, um, we need something that's sustainable that we can we can um, continue to push ourselves. So we've now got an array that we we will try this approach and and continue to do so and you and use an appreciative inquiry, but still working with wellbeing collective in terms of kind of coaching those staff who've clearly got less experience of running this model than Amanda and and the wellbeing collective. So. We've had learning at every level for individuals in that home and and throughout the organisation, uh, real tangible improvements in that home, but also improvements and learning for the whole organisation. Um, and also why we were keen to share this as well, because I think there is learning for the whole sector as well. I, I think I think that's really important to share and and thank you for all the different points. I think looking at the sustainability, so so your attention and recruitment, that's amazing. And you know, did, did you did you go into this thinking actually, um, you know, what what are our key performance indicators? Do we want to reduce complaints? Do we want to improve retention? I think it's fantastic that that this one project has come out with all these different outcomes. Thank you for sharing. Amanda, what would you say is is one of the successes that you saw evolving from the project? I think switching from uh, an emphasis on the past to a focus on the future and, and actually for people really to think about where they want to get to going forwards is, is a real positive um, because you can't change the past, but you can change what happens next and what happens going forwards. I think the other thing for me is very much about what Julie mentioned there is about the sustainability. So one of the things that the Wellbeing Collective that we we hold very dear to us is that we don't want to foster dependency. This is not about us seeking more and more of the same work. It's about 
building capacity and that, that if people need support to deliver that, we are happy to step in with that. But we, we never want organisations to become dependent on us. So for me, actually working with Emma and her team at building skills, and if, if they need us to step in and support them at any stage, we'll be happy to do that. But actually, it's a real success when they can go off and, and deliver that work themselves. I think, you know, obviously, all of the things that Julie said in terms of the things that changed in the home. But actually, I noticed that it's, it's things like people starting off being quite apprehensive about the whole process to sitting in the sessions that Catherine described where we got out all of these craft materials and people laughing and hearing that and actually just thinking that, you know, when people are at work, because they work really, really hard in the care homes, that actually it's good for people to have a laugh and to feel happy because actually what we were trying to do was not only get people to think about what they want things to be like going forward not just about how they want things to be for the residents although clearly that's important but actually how they need work to be for them as individuals so that it can be a place where they can feel safe and that they can thrive because actually if people feel happy and safe and they can thrive that's what ultimately delivers the best care that HC1 can deliver to its residents. Fantastic. Thanks, Amanda. And it really sounds like you've empowered the team to take the tools away to continue this journey within HC1. Catherine, if I can come over to you finally, please. Ultimately, it's about it's about the people living in our care. How has it impacted the people living within the care and also your teams? The care we provide is so much better. These people are being supported by colleagues who feel more comfortable and feel safe at, at the home. And that has absolutely um, been reflected in the care that we provide. We now have a home that had issues with occupancy that is consistently full with a waiting list for people to come in. The reputation in the local community has escalated beyond belief. We've got a really active residents and relative committee. We've got people in the home from the local community. Um, we've got engaged wellbeing coordinators that provide a really wide and varied range of activities and events for people to become involved in. Our carehome.co.uk score shot through the roof it really escalated we, we have a team of people who have progressed in their careers we've had a number of people who have been promoted we had a colleague who um, became part of our aspiring home managers program and has now graduated and has actually become the deputy home manager at this home so we've just seen real engagement and enthusiasm and as a result we've seen the care that's provided to the residents change um, and there's a lovely atmosphere. The home has three separate communities and prior to commencing this, all of them were quite separate. People didn't really mix or there was suspicion about other people. There's now much more interaction. Um, part of the sessions really kind of guided people to think about their colleagues and perhaps why people behave the way that they do. And there's just a much greater level of understanding and support for each other. With the Wellbeing Collective support, the team created their own charter, which lays out 
what the home should look like when it's at its best. They put that together themselves and we have that mounted and framed and it's front and center in that home. And people hold each other to account. If someone behaves in a way that perhaps isn't what we would expect, I've heard colleagues say, we didn't agree to that. Come on, this is what we agreed to, let's get it together. And it has, it's just been transformational. It's made such a huge difference. Fantastic. That's such an inspirational project and, and one that's benefited so many. I'd like to say a huge thank you to Julie, Catherine and Amanda for, for sharing this journey. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member.